the most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. B7Dev.com is the one-stop shop for all your app development needs. They can help you with design, development, and even marketing. Plus, they're offering an exclusive discount just for the App Masters community. Check them out at b7dev.com. Check ASO is an analytical ASO platform that provides you with up-to-date data on keywords, competitors, ratings, and reviews. It also grades your ASO level and gives you custom tips on how to improve it. This way, you can increase your app page visibility, organic traffic, and installs with every update. Try it now for free for seven days at checkaso.io. That once again is checkaso.io. What is up, App Nation? It is Steve P. Young, founder of AppMasters.com, the place you go when you want action-packed content related to helping you grow your app downloads and your revenues. And today I decided to change things up a little bit and do it from home. And so this is our home office that I'm coming live to you. Hey, Hugo, are you there? Hugo? His internet might have changed a little bit. Let's see. Hugo, can you hear me? All right. Well, he'll jump in. He's right there. <laughs> As you can see, he'll jump in when he can. Hi. Hey, how are you? Good, brother. How are you doing? So let me introduce you. Hopefully the internet is stable. What do you think? That's good. It's good. You just came back up. So I'm good. Okay, cool. All right. Well, let me introduce the guests and we're going to get on topic. All right. It's, <laughs> it's one, one heck of a ride. That's what you can expect here. But Hugo Obi is the founder of Leo Games, a design studio known for developing, developing African-inspired games for mobile devices. Obviously, he's a pioneer in his field, having created gaming classics like Mosquito Smasher, Okada Rider, and the one we talked about. And I always screw this up, Hugo, but what games? Is that what it's? Or Woo? That is correct. That. It's, what, it's what games. What games? Hugo, excited to have you on, man. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And sorry for the technical issue just before we got on, yeah. um, but I'm glad to be here. Well, I know we have a worldwide audience, so in the comments, let me know where you guys are from, because Hugo, you're in Nigeria right now, correct? That's true, yes. I am in Lagos, in Nigeria. Yeah. Well, let's kick it off, man. Like, tell us a little bit, like, what are some things, because you, you know, in our podcast episode, and we already recorded this, and that's why I asked Hugo to come on this YouTube live stream, we really focus on retention, monetization, a lot of the things, and really, and we kind of talked this about this last week with JoJo, was Hey, when you're going after these emerging markets like Africa and the Middle East, you're going to have to build games that tell a cons- compelling story. And that's what we talked about in the podcast. But you're, you know, you're, you've really done a lot of great things in what games about like retention and monetization. So can you hit on a few that has worked for you? Yeah, most certainly. Um, so one of the biggest things that we've done recently regarding um, user retention is building narratives. Um, Storylines into our games, so like building like adventure modes or like you know like um, uh, yeah adventure modes um, within the game, um, and what that enables us to do is kind of like introduce like new characters, introduce new plots, and users enjoy this. We we actually see positive um, user numbers around our, our our daily user retention numbers, even our our in-app engagement numbers. Um, so this is definitely something that um, we, we are seeing um, in addition to like other things or like gameplay mechanic improvements that we're doing, um, building more immersive environments within some of our games, um, building dynamic backgrounds as an example, um, and obviously offering like levels of customizations for, for users, uh, whether it's like character customizations or, or, you know, card customizations, for instance. I know, yeah, let me... I know one of the things that we talked about was this dynamic background and how it increased retention by 40%. What is a dynamic background? What are you referring to when you say that? So uh, our game, What King, is a 2D game. Um, and what we had originally was a static background, so like a static image um, mm. within the background of, of the gameplay. Um, and what we did was we, we introduced some dynamic elements that actually move around within the background just to like improve user engagement. 
Uh, and we saw those numbers spike up by just that little introduction. Um, so that the, the background itself is, isn't just like static. Um, it has a feel to it. Um, and what we're also working on right now, which is another um, aspect that we're working on to improve user engagement is to, is to kind of like design the, the in-game music to kind of mm. like evolve as you play the game um, so that we add like layers um, to, the, to the tune as you progress through the level. Um, and we're hoping to see improvement in our standard retention numbers by introducing that, um, that, that new feature. Got it. And then when you're introducing these features and you're seeing these retention numbers go up, what are you, are you doing anything from a monetization standpoint that's working well for you? Um, so we've been doing something very interesting with monetization, um, looking at like localized monetization. Um, a percentage of our users are based here in Africa. Mm -hmm. uh, so what we've been doing to kind of like monetize that is what we call premium ad placements where we are speaking to like large brands um, and trying to convince them to kind of like share their ad spend, um, their digital ad spend and, and give us some of that budget. Um, and obviously what we're promising them is more immersive uh, user engagement. Um, you know, our users spend a lot more time on our games and, and they come with the purpose of enjoyment um, when they come into our platform. Um, so we can offer much richer user, um, user engagement um, for the ads in comparison to what they would get in other platforms. I see. Let me do this. I want to kind of show off your game. You're talking about the dynamic <laughs> background with in what games, right? Yeah, in what king? Yeah. So here, let's go through this real quick. So anything so this, here you want to? Yeah, yeah. So this is this, for instance, is kind of like the the narrative. Um, we introduced um, five kingdoms, which is a challenge mode um, that we just introduced into the game recently. Um, and this was built on top of the base gameplay. Um, so when we launched What King, we launched it with um, a, a quick play mode, a normal play mode, and a tournament mode. Um, we then mm. added multiplayer to, to, to What King subsequently um, to improve again, you know, our retention numbers. So what that means is that um, you know you keep on like evolving and adding layers on top of the base game, and you don't just build and sit on it. You, you keep adding new features and you keep adding new storylines to kind of like extend the reach of the game itself. Um, what you're looking at here is a uh, an interactive tutorial. Um, so when we launched Watching again, we actually had what you would call a static tutorial. So it was just like images that explained what you did within the game. Um, and then like two months ago, we, we, we introduced the dynamic tutorial, which walks you through how to play the game, and then by the time you, you complete the, 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 um, the dynamic tutorial, hopefully you would have a better understanding of the game rules, um, and that would make your gameplay even better. Uh, mm -hmm. So you've just completed a gameplay session there. Um, yeah, and then we'll go like through different, because the, what has like peculiar rules to it, um, and it's important that the user understands those rules, um, and you know, we've built a progression system into the tutorial itself. Got it. And here we can go into different levels and I can see the dynamic background and you're talking about this background right here, right? Like it's, yes. it's moving rather than just having so a static you, image. Exactly. So we initially had just a basic flat image in the back. Mm -hmm. um, and then we introduced all of these like visual elements that sort of like makes it come alive a little bit more. And, you know, again, like this is something that we can continue to improve to even add even better, more dynamic backgrounds and allow different layers on levels of customization for the end user. Yeah. I love it. You know, it's, it's Hugo. I always feel like when I see these type of things, these little slight changes, cause we, we noticed that having these animations can help with conversions as well. And from a subscription page perspective, like having these small animations, but it's a fine balance between being like too distracting or being very subtle. And I think you guys are very subtle about this, whether it's, if it's too much moving parts, it's like, it becomes a distraction too. Yeah, and it's kind of like dialing those knots up and down. Um, yeah. You know, you continue to tweak them. Um, funny enough, since we've launched um, the new update, uh, you know, our, 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 our game reviews has been really, really, really positive um, more consistently because that's also a metric that we are tracking is our ratings within the App Store. Um, so our rating has been consistently positive, um, you know, and we also listen to our users. Um, so whatever users give us, 
reviews and, and they specify what they don't like within the game, yeah. um, we tend to actually incorporate that into future updates. Um, so, you know, we love, we love positive criticisms as long as users can construct what they would like to see. Um, and we usually go back to, to kind of see if we can get that five-star rating after we've done the update. Yeah. And I like these little like tutorials. Cause I think, yes, as someone who is not familiar with what games, the, what card, like I, I'm, I can kind of learn on my own. It's like shapes or numbers have to match, you know, like the suits have to match. And then you're kind of teaching me along the way too. And then if I already know it, you could probably obviously skip along too. This is great. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. One of the things that I noticed from a, a different game was like having energy to play as you progress through the levels. I'm going to try to get to this level a little bit, but, and then running out of energy and then, you know, monetizing that way because this phase 10 was the game, but essentially I play the game and I can progress through different things, just like you have done really well, Hugo, but then I'd have to use stamina to play each game. And so when I run out of stamina, obviously I can watch an ad or pay or just wait until the stamina refills. What do you feel about the, that type of tactic? So I think it's a positive um, in-game economy system, actually, yeah. that we also introduced within Watking in the last, like, you know, two months. Um, so we are testing this out as an alternative currency system within the game. Um, you know, if, if players are vested in longevity of the gameplay experience, um, they have a more, um, they have a, a higher incentive to actually spend within the game. Mm. or to maybe like watch reward videos um, or to, you know, come back, which obviously helps your, your player retention if they're coming back to see if they're, um, if they're you know, if they've gotten their, their energy back or if they've gotten like, you know, gotten more lives to play the game. Uh, mm -hmm. It can also help your referral system if you are trying to use that for like, you know, organic user acquisition as well. Um, so I think like those kind of mechanics within well, when well balanced within the game is something that can help, you know, and these are tools that we're literally figuring out on the fly. Um, yeah. and we're having to like, just gradually implement them within the game. I like it. All right. We've got some questions. I want to see some, uh, some people too. We've got Tor from Denmark, David from Nigeria. We got Alcides from Brazil. Sorry, brother. If I messed that up and then. Hard worlds from India. How's it going? Bishwachi. Always good to see you. All right. All cities. Uh, I'm going to go with that. Hugo, do you have a remote config feature flag to launch new features or just hard coded to a small portion of user base for testing purposes? That's a great question. Very good question, actually. Extremely good question. Um, so we, we do both. Um, in some cases, we do uh, remote configurations um, for some, some, for some features. We can test with that. Um, in other cases, we do a lot of like hard coding. Um, um, but like some, some features we can add. So for instance, with the level features, we can actually do remote config for those. Um, so we can add new stories to the game. Um, but obviously if we're, if we're launching a new feature, um, we would, we would, you know, do hard coding with that. Uh, we do some AB testing, um, for in some cases when we're launching the feature, we're not, we're not uncertain about. If we're certain about that feature and it's something that we're going to go ahead with, uh, irrespective, then we would just go straight out and, and, and roll it out um, and then get user feedback. But obviously, after doing extensive internal testing, just to make sure there are, there are no bugs um, within that new update. Hey, Hugo, are you, when you're A-B testing, what kind of tools are you using for that? Is it something that's internally built? Um, no, so Google Play has an A-B testing feature that allows you to like um, sort of like split your sample size um, and, and sort of like, you know, give a half to one group and, and another half to another group or just test with a small sample size. So you can test like with 10% of your users, get the yeah. new the new release. Um, so we typically use that internal tool. We're not that big just yet to have our own internal tool. Oh, it's not even Firebase. It's the Google, like the... The push, I forget what they call it, but like it's the production push that they have in the Google Play Store. That's what you're using? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, they have, you know, obviously custom, uh, custom experiments as well as A-B testing. Um, if it's something where we're pushing from the server, we, could, we, we don't use Firebase. We have our own system that we use internally. Got it. Got it. I like it. All right. I want to say hi to James from Miami. How's it going? We've got Ricardo from LA. How's it going? All right, Hugo, you, you ready to... Take a look at some of the apps that we have in store. 
Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay. All right, let's do it. But before we do, you knew this was coming up. You, did you prepare some? We got some dad jokes. I, I, I what do you think? Sorry, you got some or what? I'm gonna go on the fly here. I, I don't. I okay. don't have any, but you know, go for it. <laughs> All right, here we go. So put it in rating. I'll just go right now. One to five. If you like it, put a five. If you don't like it, put a one. All right, Hugo. What did Fifty Cent do? Fifty Cent, the rapper. What did Fifty Cent do when he was hungry? Fifty eight. Put him to. Uh, all right, cool. I will share some apps. So we've got our first app is from, you got one on the fly or no? We're going to go, let's go to the app. No, 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 none yet. No. <laughs> uh, I love these dad jokes. I don't know why. Okay. Let me pull up the app. All right. We got David's app right here. David said, only a few downloads from the US and UK. It looks like a charades type of app. Let me blow this up. For some reason, whenever I'm looking at apps on Chrome, the screenshots don't always show up. And so it's like so annoying why it does this. It just started doing this yesterday. Let me try a different country. Maybe I can. Okay, cool. Go figure. Put it in the UK and it works. All right. So you want to start off? Anything you're noticing from this end? I mean, obviously, you didn't put a real question in there. You're just kind of like, how do I grow? That's what I'm expecting him to be saying. But Yeah, so the first thing I noticed was the paywall. Um, you know, typically, um, premium apps don't do as well as like free-to-play apps, uh, premium apps. Yeah. Um, so the paywall is the first thing um, that I would say um, because like, you know, you need to figure out a way to like create a funnel and to like acquire users and then like essentially um, convert them once you've acquired them. Um, once you institute a paywall, then you know the player is having is having an internal conversation that you're not part of, um, and that essentially that conversation is you know why should I pay for this item or can I find a different item similar um, that is not paid for. Um, and you know, users in the app store unfortunately are spoiled. You know, like they they need some kind of like um, freemium experience or like a free trial, and um, to get really on board on the on the app and you know get addicted to it or get get invested in the app, um, and then you can then start to see you know better conversions. So what I would say is kind of like design a light version, maybe with like ten or five you know like options to choose from. Um, and then subsequently um, try to convert those users, um, try to convert, so maybe like you know, five or 10 categories and then try and convert those users into premium users um, by offering them the option to unlock every other thing within the, within the app store. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I think the David, you know, like Hugo said it, premium games are going to be hard unless you have a platform, you know, like some of these ones. I think it's Mind Valley where it's like, oh, you know, like we did this, you got featured. Unless you have that, you're probably going to make much more money anyways as a freemium version. Give some away. You can figure out what to lock and what to unlock. Give away some of those features. I think from an ASO standpoint as well, you're going after really competitive terms like charades, heads up. It's it's too, these. you're never going to get anywhere, especially as a paid app, right? Maybe as a free app, maybe go that route. It's if it will, you know, you can possibly rank, but as a paid app, you just don't have the download velocity to rank for these really high competitive terms. So for these keywords, you know, definitely try to find some that are not as competitive as these ones. And I don't think duplicating this stuff really helps out anymore. So it might help out. It's worth testing, but I'm sure if you remove charades and put something else, you might find better stuff there too. And he already has in-app purchases within the, within the app. Um, for the price point at 199, I mean, like uh, 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 a no ads option, for instance, would instantly, you know, you could charge 99 cents for that uh, instantly, and that's already half the amount you're charging for it. So I would, I would highly recommend like making the app free. Um, you probably get a lot more traction that way. You're mute. You're mute, Steve. Yeah, I know. I was talking to my son. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
Okay. So yeah, I agree with you, especially if he's already doing that, go freemium, David, you're going to do it. And the way I would go freemium is once you are about to launch the freemium version, go pitch app advice and say, Hey guys, you know, like my premium app, cause it, it has been 199 for a very long time. You're going to go free and just tell them you're going free. Tell them you're going to go free for a couple of days, but then just keep it free because what will that do will drive thousands of downloads for you. And even if you wanted to do this, David, well, you could do this right now, get pitch it, make it free for a couple of days, pitch it on app advice, and then make it free. I mean, make it so it switch it back paid to whatever you got 199, because what that's going to do is hack the top paid charts because you know, you don't need that many downloads to be in the top paid charts. You're going to be on there and you're going to make more money. So that's another option. If you don't want to build a whole freemium option, a freemium uh, version yet, that's the right, right word. If you don't want to do that yeah. yet, you can pitch them and that's how you can drive growth that way. Yeah. Cool. Anything else you want to add, Hugo? No, that's about it. I, I think I think it's a great segment um, to have an app in. Um, you know, your, your question is very legitimate. You know, like how can you increase your number of users? And the other uh, the other thing as well is that I see your ratings is a little bit low, so three point seven. Um, typically, mm -hmm. the target rating is around four point two. Um, so you know, you you I think like when users pay for apps, you know, they tend to be a little bit more. Um, strict or rigid with their non not generous with their ratings um so you probably get much better ratings um if you made the app free as well um so yeah. that's another reason why you probably want to do that too because you want to track that yeah and i would think that david like think about charades for kids like just go in for that like is there an open you know like a blue ocean is there an open option for you to not be so competitive with all the charades and heads up games out there are out there but i know there are good search volume there's search good search volume for charades for kids so think about potentially even reskinning your app and making it just for kids might be a better option too okay yeah i i personally tend to stay away from kids some from the kids category um there's just too much too much of privacy concerns around it and um, it tends to be way more hassle just to get around the app store um so for, for me personally i stay away from it and then monetization as well because they don't like uh, most most parents you know yourself myself included um don't like ads being being shown to kids in apps so i tend to turn off the wi-fi on the on the tablets that the kids use um so yeah kids kids segment i'm not entirely sure what the monetization for kids segment is um so if you're, if you're doing it because you really care absolutely go for it um, but if you're doing it because you want to become you know you're doing it purely for enterprise um then you probably just want to stay in the segment in the target demographic you are in right now but obviously figure out a way to improve your your download volume yeah i like it all right hugo when you're let me ask you a question when you're actually starting to develop new games do you start with a a narrative in mind or do you start with hey here's the core game loop i know it has high retention let me figure out what this let me build a core game loop and then build a narrative and the story around that what do you usually start off with that's that's a very good question um now i think so i think the narrative is developed over time there is a obviously there's a vision around the game loop and that's kind of like the very first thing that you see is you know if you if you're targeting a particular genre, you have an idea what the game is going to be about. It's kind of like the, the core gameplay, whether it's like racing, arcade, um, a runner, um, you know, like a combat style game. So you, you know that's what it's going to be. Um, but I, you know, the, the narrative then allows you to explore the the options. Like it, it allows you to explore like a vast you know like universe of possibilities. Um, so the, the narrative then becomes central, kind of like your thinking, and you, you try to fine tune it, and then you try to apply that narrative to that core gameplay, if that makes sense. So the narrative is a wrapper around the, the gameplay itself, like the core gameplay. So whatever it is, is the, for, for us, um, the narrative is sort of like what surrounds it. Um, so it's hand in hand, um, I'm pretty much side by side. Um, the narrative obviously starts off, and then you know, like you go into like, the implementation of, of the game of the game itself and all the features that come with the game. Um, but narrative is very important for us. There are games that don't require narrative. 
um, at all, you know, and you just focus on the game itself. Because, you know, for us internally, we have, we have um, storytellers and like copywriters. So it's easy for us kind of like do extensive exploration of narratives and, you know, like original stories. Um, but I know that it's not a lot of like small studios who have that, you know, like who have the abundance of the resource. So it might just be better to just focus on the core gameplay and just focus on core gameplay loop and not get bogged down with doing narratives because that in itself is a specialist skill, which I personally don't have. And, and I'm sure a lot of like game developers and game designers do not necessarily have themselves. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I've had some clients where it's, you know, they'll, they'll pick a different gameplay that has high retention, like a match three or some of these like diner dash type of games and then put their own like narrative on top of it. Cause they know these core loops have really high retention. And so I was like, this is brilliant, right? Like you pick a category. This is kind of what I was saying with, saying with charades is like they pick this diner dash type of game and then they just put a different spin on a, and I won't reveal who, what it is exactly, but they put a different narrative on it and they're doing phenomenally, phenomenally well. And some with another client that's doing a match three game that's with a different type of spin where they're giving away real prizes and stuff and they're doing really well too. And so it's like, you know, you, you can kind of tweak the way you come up with different gameplay too. Yeah, this, this is the point that I was trying to make, yeah. um, which is you, you already have an understanding of what the core gameplay is like or is about. Mm -hmm. And then you try to put a positive, a, a spin, you, you try to own the narrative around it, and then you, you wrap that around the core gameplay. So the core gameplay is still the same experience, whether it's a match three, whether it's a runner, whether it's a car racing game. Um, but then, you know, you can then bring in something really unique from a storytelling standpoint and introduce characters and environments that, that hasn't really been seen in this genre. Um, so I think like that's really what's, what's special and unique about it. All right, Hugo, let's go into our next app audit. But before we do, I got another joke for you. All right, here we go. <laughs> this is not safe for work. What's that? <laughs> I said, you're the man with the jokes. Go for it. <laughs> I always try to have a joke before we do an app audit. So this is not safe for work. Okay, here we go. Okay. Hugo, why do squirrels swim on their backs? Why do squirrels swim on their backs? To keep their nuts dry. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. All right. oh, <laughs> you've got you to tell me where you get your jokes from, man. That's a good one. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's take a look at the, the next app here. Sorry, I have it up here. And then this is Artem. So I think I saw Artem in the the comments here. Oops, I'm not. Let me share my screen as well. Artem's has got this math games adapted mind, and then whoops, I clicked into there. Cool and fun. Learn trying it. The best math game. Learn through play. Fun monsters. So this is looks like a kid math game. Well, it looks like this video. Cool. It's different when I look at it on the maps on the the Mac store versus just like anything. Artem doesn't really give us anything to talk about he had no questions so let's just go through everything i'll start off with the aso hugo and then we can go into the gameplay i've got the app loaded on my phone and so we can take a look at yeah. that aso wise math games this is good but your subtitle sucks artem because it's not optimized for the different keywords so if it's like math games for kids or anything if it's addition subtraction multiplication think about keywords around that that parents might be looking for you know, or like first graders, second graders, whatever parents might be looking for. That's what I would try to be optimizing for here. Looks like you got a lot of good reviews So 351, 4.6. So good job there. But I think from an ASO standpoint, like, you know, make sure you optimize that. And then let's see if he's utilizing the Spanish Mexico trick. So he is using this in Spanish. If the Mexico market, it isn't a huge market for you. What I would do is put English keywords in here. You kind of have cool math, but go completely English. And I think you're, you're kind of doing certain things here because monster math is a competitor. So good job there. I think you're trying to do some balance, but I might just go all in with just having all English in here versus trying to go into Spanish in that realm. Cool. Anything you want to add Hugo that you're seeing just from the app store presence? Yeah, no, so I checked it out. Pretty cool okay. game. Um, I, I completely agree with you on the on the working title. Um, but I guess like also that's a very competitive segment. You know, 
what what parent doesn't want their child to 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 know math? Um, so I think it's it's you know like it's a very competitive segment. Um, I actually played I downloaded and played the game. I will get my daughter to try it out. Um, we already use Adapted Mind, which funny enough doesn't have an app. Um, so it's interesting that they're able to use that um, that um, keyword. I also like the fact that you can do free trials. Uh, we talked about that just before now, um, mm. and that you can do in-app upgrades. Um, it's interesting that they're doing like annual subscriptions uh, for their in-app upgrades. Um, I think that if he's concerned about his conversion, I think it appears too early in the user sort of like user experience loop. Um, mm. So I launched the app and within the first sort of like, before I could even get into the first game session, I already saw that, um, which was interesting. Um, I tried to exit to actually experience the game. So I think it might be better for you to kind of like track users, user behavior within the app um, and then offer them the option to upgrade after they've actually tried the game out. I also wasn't certain why I needed to like, upgrade when I still had the free versions available. So I think like there were like four um, unlocked versions. Um, so you probably want to like monitor usage. Um, so if a user spent say, you know, a total of like 60 minutes using the app cumulative, then ask them to upgrade. If a user rates the app, ask them to upgrade. Uh, if a user opens the app like 25 times, ask them to upgrade. Um, rather than just asking them to upgrade the moment they come into the app, uh, because you're not really sure if the user is vested. So, like somebody who spends two minutes to sixty minutes, obviously cares about the app that much. Somebody who's rated the app cares about the app that much. Somebody who's opened the app twenty-five times cares about the app that much as well. Yeah. Well, Hugo, I, I'll give you some insight. I've actually been telling people to have this pricing page, you know, conversion early on in the user flow, because we did a previous live stream where 68% of his, of his in-app purchases were coming through this onboarding welcome flow, onboarding flow. And so it's actually a good practice. And then 25% about are coming from the well, like the main screen, the homepage of the app. What I would do about this is this is very distracting right now. Like, you know, we talked about like slight animations, Hugo, you doing that with what games, Right now, this is very distracting and it's hard to read. It's yellow on yellow. The The pricing's unclear on what I get. I get that it's $10 a month, $25 a year, and then 900 bucks for a lifetime. But what we've been really promoting here and really suggesting, and Super Mama went on to 12X their app revenues after an app audit like this. And so I've been promoting them like, this is a great landing page and this pricing page. And so I, it's kind of hard to make it work with a landscape mode, but I think you can figure it out, Artem. But I'm essentially, sure here's, yeah. what's that? <clears throat> no, I'm sure he can. I'm sure this yeah. might be a very good reference for him actually. Yeah, you're right. So I'll go through really quick about what the elements that you want on a good pricing page. Here, establish like the main point of why we might want to upgrade right? Like that's what the headline is with unlimited tracking. And that was the, the feedback we gave super mama. I don't know what I'm getting for paying you. Here's the pricing. Good. Kind of like you have very clear three being bullet points, social proof, right? Three main bullet points of what you get. You kind of had this already and we're going to flip all this stuff kind of have these bullet points, but it's not clear. So have those bullet points, social proof. His is just simple. Super mama. But usually there's a, a table on like what's free versus what's paid, more social proof and pricing again, and then frequently asked questions. This will outperform whatever pricing page that you guys currently might have, especially if you're just doing a single page. Rudy, a, a friend of mine who's we've had a couple of different times on this YouTube live stream, but he was like, hey, Steve, you know, I really revamped our pricing page and he's already, Hugo, he's already done pretty well. He went from a dollar a day to a hundred dollars a day. And then now he really AB tested that pricing page with the longer one that I just kind of alluded to with super mama. And he saw a 65% increase in his sales, no additional downloads in his sales, just by moving from a one pager like this to a longer pricing page. Cause people really want those details, right? It's a considered purchase. And the reason why we recommend showing this pricing page during the welcome flow is that, Unlike 
a website visit or anything else, you're actually, uh, it's a really considered purchase, right? We're looking at the app stores. We're kind of thinking like, oh, do I really want this app, right? Like, let me look at the screenshots. Let me look at the reviews. Do I really want this app? And then we say, okay, I do. Now I'm in the app itself. And then if you show the pricing page, because the retention, right? Like it's so hard for people to come back and stay in. It's better to just show them pricing page. They, if they X out, they X out, but then. Question, yeah. question for you, Steve. Yes, sir. In, in, dis in displaying the pricing, um, yeah. would it be wise for him to also include what the free version includes? Yeah. So like to kind of like split it into like, this is what you get with free. This is what you get for your, you know, one month of subscription and blah, blah, blah. So that yes. way the user can differentiate between like the one that has ads, the one that has no ads, the one that has limited feature, um, limited gameplay modes and the one that has more gameplay modes. Yeah, absolutely. That's what we recommend. But like with Super Mama, I, we, I couldn't really show you what the difference was, but like essentially he, this is it, right? His, this is basic free, essentially. You get 100 entries and then unlimited for going premium. So you should have some type oh, of table. Okay. On my apps, yeah. we have a little table that says, here's basic, you know, and here's what the premium gave. All right, this is crazy because he's like, no thanks. I don't know, I kind of don't like it, but that's, that's being aggressive. So here is where I would add the premium version. So I guess this might be it. So this is another area where I would definitely have the pricing page again, like an, a way for me to get to the premium version. So I don't know, are these locked? They're gray. Okay, they yeah. are locked. Okay, yeah. it's, it's unclear. See, if I'm a kid, that might distract me. So it makes it a little bit difficult when you're a kid game. That's why Hugo, you're like, I'm staying away from this kid stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, bro. That's not cool. That's an ad? Yeah. Well, mine's gonna make paper somehow. Yeah, I know, but I don't know. I just don't like it when it's kid stuff because kids hate it. Man, this is what normally happens, Hugo, when it's a kid stuff. Dude, they just go like this. They're out. Let me find a new one. Yeah. You know, my son did this. He was maybe two at the time. And I was like, hey, you know, super happy. I, I made a game. And then uh, I gave it to him. I was like, hey, check it out. So he was playing with it. And then he swipes, swipes, swipes. He's like, boom, hit the home button, like so quick. So heartbreaking, but that's how <laughs> kids are. Like if you aren't getting them on that first, they're moving on to that next thing. And so when you're showing that ad, I think that's going to crush your retention rate. That's my personal opinion. Okay. Anywho. Yeah. See, there's another ad. You go, look at this. Man, he's going crazy yeah. with the ads. I get it. You got to make money somehow, but yeah. Ouch. Okay. Well, I think you got enough. Name takeaway. Optimize that pricing page, show the pricing page here, get rid of those ads, make parents are willing to pay if you suck them in. So like just suck them in first. Yeah. And I think, I think like where you have like the ratings, you can have like an icon for like an upgrade and then just make it a different color. So it attracts people's attention. Yeah. Yeah. So this was the upgrade, I guess the start, but it's not very clear. Yeah. Oh, that was that what it was? Yeah. 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 So I would. I yeah. I I thought that was racing. Um, yeah. Me so too. The me use too. of star is you use stars multiple places. Uh, mm. But again, I like, use a different color, like green. Might might work. I don't know. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. And then you know what you said, Hugo. Like maybe add some animation in the background right here. This is very static, right? Like correct. So think about that too. Yes, subtle background animation is very good for like user user engagement. Yeah. See, I don't mind the ads when you got to make money, but I think for a kid's game, you got to be super careful with that too. All right. That's your, that's, 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 that's your dad, your, your dad, uh, title talking. <laughs> hey, Bianca, good to see you. And then hardwoods wanted to get in touch with me. Just go to appmasters.com. And then if you guys want to get your app audited here with me and my special guest at masters.com slash audit as well. All right, so doo -doo -doo. Hugo, people are asking for it. You know, give us a Tell joke. <laughs> That's what Ricardo's no. asking for. <laughs> <laughs> but they gave me Armel. Okay, how's so it going? Thor said, "Hey, Hugo, I, you know, 
the best one yet. So I guess like that. And Bishwachi said, yeah, lots of ads before playing. So don't really like that either, especially for kids game. Okay. All right, Hugo, we're in the home stretch. Anything you want to make sure we cover from the topic of monetization retention that I might've missed? Um, I mean, like for me, the biggest thing around retention is that has to be the, the holy grail uh, for, for, you know, like sort of like app driven businesses like gaming. Um, you have to really pay attention to that metric. That is the most important metric to you. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty much it for me. Sorry, I was on mute. I, I completely agree. Are you just using like, when you're thinking about retention, are you just using the, the app stores and their platforms to look at, Hey, how many installs I got? What's the retention rate that they're doing? Or are you using any other tools to, to measure retention? I mean, game game analytics is actually pretty cool. Yeah, um, that that is kind of that's the platform that we use. Um, yeah, they they're pretty cool. Um, you know, great user interface, great numbers, and then we do comparisons. You know, between what we get from from one platform to the other. So you know, we're using Firebase, we're using Unity, um, we're using AppFlyers. Um, so we we are able to compare um, the various data that we're getting from from the different platforms. And I'm sure over time we would optimize, we would continue to optimize those data points. But so far, you know, it's, it's a great interface. It's very simple. It's very clean. Um, it's non-distracting, um, very helpful. Yeah. I've totally forgot about them. I should bring them on game analytics, really super good yeah. platform. Yeah. A lot of people have mentioned them too. Great. What, what do you use? Oh, I don't have too many games. I usually typically use Firebase or I look at the platform <laughs> and okay. you know what, okay. for my games, like I, it's not so important for, and this could be wrong. So this is just my hunch. I don't have any data on this, but my opinion is, is for my apps, because they're subscription based, I'm looking at more of like conversion, how, how well I can convert each user versus retention, but that's just the main API for me. Because yeah, because they're already paid. So that's, that's, that's what matters the most. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping for. Okay, yeah. we got one more joke for you, Hugo. All right, you know what? I'm gonna go with this one. Tor, they seem to like the nuts one, so <laughs> I'm gonna go with this one. All right, where's my bell? Did I lose it? Okay, here we go. All right, Hugo, I took the job as the head of Old McDonald's Farm. Took the job as the head of Old McDonald's farm i'm the c-i-e-i-o boom <laughs> all right it said artem says premium has no ads actually tested without ads and it may it may impact on subscriptions events okay so artem i guess you're saying is when he removed the ads it actually hurt your conversions i think that's what he's saying so maybe we're all wrong what do you think so premium has no ads. Yeah, premium has no ads. He removes the ads, and then the when he tested it, he said actually most of the users is adults. Yeah, most of the users are. I mean, there aren't kids. Yeah, most of the people who install it would be adults, yeah. but the people who are playing it might be kids. Like I, I had downloaded it, but my child yeah. would play it. Yeah, agreed. And then Samuel says, "Why can't I super chat?" I think super chat is a premium feature that I can enable on YouTube, but I just, I don't know. I don't want to, I think so Samuel, let me know, but Artem, give, let us know. Like, I think if that's the case, then shoot, like, you know, keep the ads, but also think about optimizing that pricing page. Cause I think that will help you really, really increase conversions there. Yeah. Right, I think the it. suggestion for optimizing the pricing page is actually a very good one. And it's an, it's literally a low hanging fruit um, for, for you. So you should definitely consider that. Okay, cool. Let me. All right, Hugo, I'm going to send you something real quick because people want one from you. <laughs> you know, like, so I, I, I am afraid of selling jokes because, like, I, I'm, I think I have bad taste in jokes. I do have one in my head. All um, right, go. <laughs> well, it's kind of like, it's, it's kind of like a dad joke. Um, so a friend of mine, I recently had a baby and the wife says to him, raising the child is very easy. There's only two jobs, feeding and changing diapers. Sorry, breastfeeding and changing diapers. You choose one. 
<laughs> I like it. Uh, all right, there you go, Ricardo. Come on, Hugo, use the force. <laughs> I just I did, did, I just did. Thank you. Did you. It, did <laughs> just a little bit of pushing. All right, Artem says, yeah. Yep, thanks for the subscription page advice. The only problem that I see is the landscape and seems I need to scroll view to extend info. Yeah, I think scrolling is helpful. And the reason why I said that, Artem, is because if you look at the websites and digital course sales, you're going to notice like a very long pricing page and they've done extensive research on the web where they have proven that longer pricing pages work. And so my hunch last year was that, Hey, longer pricing pages are going to be the future. And now you're starting to see more and more developers do it too. All right. Ricardo loved it. There you go. Hugo. LOL. Thank you. <laughs> you made his day. <laughs> You made his weekend. <laughs> All right, man. Let's go to the last app. We've got Mark Bridges concept and execution. All right. The concept looks like perfect pitch ear training for infants. Okay. I don't know what ear train training is. It's impossible to learn as an adult, but studies have shown that it can teach your child it to. Okay. Let's see. Okay, I like that. All right, teach your child music. So just straight off the bat, I don't, perfect pitch, that's interesting. Toddler learning, very competitive, lose it. Stick around like kids, music, that theme. Uh, I forgot the name. But that's what I would do if I were you because I think from a ASO perspective, Mark, it's these are very competitive toddler learning. So like pitch perfect for kids or music for kids, things like that. Stay around that. Teach your kid music. I personally like the portrait because I can show three. Now, I don't have any A-B tests to share with you guys, but my hunch is that portrait will outperform this landscape because I can see three. And then what you said was, you know, like I like this the words that you're using. Teach, I might make it bigger. Teach your child music, raise a prodigy, learn through playing. Like those are all great screenshots, but I think it would be great to see all three in one versus just seeing one after another. Because when you go landscape like this, you can only see one, and then I have to swipe to see the next and so forth. So I think people just are impatient within the search results when it comes to that stuff. Hugo, you want to add anything? So I, I'm actually not certain what this app is about. Me neither. I to yeah, I tried to read through, uh, but it's not really communicating very well. Um, yeah, so the, 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 I mean, like, I think like this, this app is targeted at like infants and toddlers. Um, but like as a parent, um, it's, not, it's not talking to me, is what yeah. I think, right? So it feels like it's either, it's either doing like technical speak. Um, which is like kind of like to a specialist, um, but you need to like figure out a way to kind of like um, communicate what the app does more effectively, um, either showing. Oh, Mark was saying that it's when pitch perfect is when you hear a note and recognize it. Okay. So, you know, I think that's what I would do, Mark. Explain it. Like, teach your child music. I love it. But, like, help your child recognize musical notes. And why is that important? Right? Like, never heard of... Oh, Gates. Okay. So you kind of explain it here. Uh, which is... So, say, like, why is it important? If it's important because it helps child develop their brains or whatever it is. Like, say that, right? And I think... What this is what I normally see the mistake. You go like people, developers will always explain stuff, and I always look at their description for like context. But they always explain explain it in the description. But most people aren't looking at the description. We're just looking at the screenshots. So you kind of have to do it within those screenshots, and you're only using three, David, Mark. So like, just make sure you have those. You can utilize. You can go up to ten. So you can you can put more screenshots in there as well. Right. I, I, I would I would definitely recommend doing a focus group with like yeah. parents because I, this this might be one of those apps where people experience it and go like oh wow this is actually great but yeah. when they look at the presentation they're like I'm not sure what I'm gonna do with this right so it's yeah. not really speaking effectively to your target audience um, and like I said you know you might be using technical speak um, but you know a lot of us don't 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 speak technical, right? So we might not necessarily get it. 
Completely agree. Okay, let's see. What do you want to pick? I'm going to pick piano. The UI is great, though, I must say. Let's see if I can hear the audio. Uh, maybe not. Okay, let's see. So I apologize, Mark. The The audio isn't working. Let me see if it works right here. No, it's just something with the audio. So this is cool. Really good. I'm, I'm sure it's something's happening here that <laughs> hearing ne neither of us are hearing because yeah he might not be he might not be very impressed with your app review <gasps> microphone let's see let's see if i can figure out the no i don't want microphone oh microphone here there let's see if this works ah uh, no i screwed it up okay maybe it will work okay cool let's try you guys let me know if you hear any feedback can you hear that try again I can hear no. it, but I don't know if. Oh, I can hear it now. Oh, okay. I can hear it now. Is it too loud? Okay. There's like a lag, a slight lag. Hmm, interesting. I'm not exactly sure what I'm doing. So yeah, that's, what? that's the question. I was gonna ask, what is the player objective here? I mean, the sounds are cool, and there's like, you know, there's like audio feedback, Right. And I can see that it's supposed to be. So I don't know what like C D E I'm not sure, you know, what each one means. Let's go back to this real quick. So I guess he's teaching. So I'm just a little concerned about that. Like, I'm not sure what the note is in these. These are cute and all, but I'm not sure. And maybe I'm wrong, Mark. So, but like, I'm not sure what these notes are supposed to be. And I have no way. Well, how am I supposed to pay you? So if you're trying to make money off of this, maybe lock a few things. But yeah, Bizwatchit is kind of saying the same thing. A tutorial is needed for this app. And I, I kind of agree because I have no idea what I'm really doing. And this this might also be one of those like um, um, premium apps, um, like subscription based apps that you sell to schools or like um, maybe like um, pediatricians, um, because it feels like. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But... Okay. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, you you sell it to schools, but I think you know. Here, I'll submit a. App Store review for you. Overall, it looks good. I really like your idea, Hugo. I'm seeing, now that you said about the dynamic background, like every time I see a static one, I'm like, boring. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I kind of really like that idea. Like, it's like, oh yeah, you know what? It does make a huge difference. I didn't even yeah. think about it. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, check out what King and, and look at what we did. So we literally had the same kind of background everybody else has, you know, yeah. pretty much plain image. Um, and we added just some, you know, like some, some floating items in the background just to, to give it some bit of flavor. So it's not too boring to sit there for a very long time because most of the visual, most of the visual feedback cues you get is from touching items. But sometimes you're not, you're just looking through to see if there's something else to do. Yep. Uh, I just want to pull it up for you guys. If you guys joined a little bit late. Here, like even here, Hugo, you guys are doing certain things are moving, right? Like even on this screen. And so here, let me yeah. go, go to the master. And then here's that subtle background again and that tutorial really teaching me how to really play too. So five, and I think I can do any color as long as I match the shape. Oh, son of a gun. See now, now you're not teaching me anymore. And I, I kind of know how to play. I think I can go do three. Let me try three. Yeah, brother. Uh, what? I don't know what that meant. <laughs> he got me though. Uh, okay. Oh, it's, oh, I see what you. I see what's happening. So it's like kind of like I'm skipping him with that little icon. Yeah. See, it's very intuitive. It it kind of makes sense to me. Look, I'm, now I can probably make him. It's sort of like Uno, huh? This is cool. Pick three, and then I'm gonna do this. 
Yo, Yay, there you go. Our background is all about <laughs> over, baby. Conquered. I'm now the king. I love it. <laughs> Hugo, this was absolutely awesome, man. I'm going to say thank you to a few people. I've got some questions here as well. Samuel was like off topic. What is your opinion, Steve, on banner ads of your on your app showing basically allowing advertisement? I know the apps you try to upsell with premium. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, banner ads. So I actually... Hugo, you jump in too, but I'm actually a big proponent of banner ads because I think for me, it adds a little bit of subtle, like just, this is annoying, but not too in your face, kind of like these dynamic backgrounds too. And it reminds the user that, Hey, if you want to remove these things, they're in your face, but not they're like totally in your face, like these interstitial ads. And so I kind of like it. And the reason is now this was a few years back, but I interviewed Christian Calderon, who was at the time CRO of Ketchup, and he said the number two ad generating or revenue generating ad unit was banner ads for them. And so that's why I was like, oh, ever since then, I was like, oh, I thought banner ads were just lame. But he said that. Now, that was a couple of years ago, but that's what made me kind of think more differently about ad banner ads. What, what is your take? Yeah, so banner ads are great. Um, they're non-intrusive. Um, they make sense if you have like high volume, like really, really, really high volume. Um, if you don't have high volume, then you don't really get because like the, 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 um, the CPM on them is extremely low. Um, but you know, like, yes, if you have, um, if you have pages where people sit and, and it's non-intrusive, then you can, we weren't able to implement it on what thing we would have ideally loved to implement it within the gameplay area because users on average spend about four minutes there. But we didn't have enough real estate to be able to do that effectively. So we haven't done that yet. If we do get an opportunity, we certainly would do it for the base model um, or for the, for the base version. And then users can then choose to remove the ads by, by paying a premium for that. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I agree. And I, I don't know, they can generate ads, but I think they'll they'll nag the user enough to get you to buy the subscription too. That's my sort of take on yeah. it. All right. Cool. I think we're good. Mark says, thank you for your feedback. Mark, keep us posted. I think you got a great idea that I think the concept is very, very interesting. I think the execution just needs a little bit more work, but I think you, you got something on here and I think you can really monetize this thing as well. All right, guys, if you guys want us to take a look at your app, once again, it is at masters.com slash audit at masters.com slash audit Hugo. So we can go check out what games or what King, Go check that out in the app stores or go to maliogames.com and I'm going to link that up as well. But if the audience wants to connect with you anywhere else, do you want to send them anywhere? Yeah, yeah. They can check me out on LinkedIn. Um, so it's Hugo Obi um, on LinkedIn. Um, that probably is my, is my most active social platform. Okay. Um, yeah. So I, And then, you know, go to the website malio.com. Um, send us a note. If you have any, you'll find our social channels there as well. And you can check out our other games um, there too. Obviously, you can find also links to download What King and some of the other games that we're working on. Yeah, good stuff, man. Looks really, really cool. Like the design is just amazing stuff. Thank you. Yeah, look at this. And look out for Hugo's interview. Look at, on the podcast as well. So if you're not subscribed to the podcast, make sure you do that. And next week, all right, let me see. We want to say some thanks. Samuel says, thanks, Steve. Thanks, Hugo. Thank you for coming on. Next week, let me pull it up real quick, guys, while you're with me. And I already know it off the top of my head, but I just want to make sure I got it. Yeah, we're going We're going to go live on again, and we're going to talk all about ASO. I know it's a great topic for you guys. We're going to have the guys from Check ASO back, and we're going to talk all about like how do you really jumpstart your app when it comes to ASO and do some competitor analysis. And they're a really great tool for figuring out what your competitors are using, what they're indexed for, what they're ranking for, and how you can maybe do some competitor analysis and do some better ASO. So stay tuned for that. Every Friday, 9 a.m. Pacific. I think it's about 5 p.m. UK time. What time is it over there in Nigeria, Hugo? It's 6 p.m. right now. Okay, 6 p.m. in Nigeria. <laughs> oh, no, 5 p.m. in Nigeria, 9 a.m. Pacific, and 12 p.m. Eastern. Hugo, thank you so much for coming on and doing this. It's been wonderful, Steve. Thanks so much for having me. Hey, look. Bijwatit said, good, cool website. It is a darn cool website, man. Kudos to that. And then Ricardo, thanks, guys. Oh, okay, here we go. Could you analyze apps that you banner ads and how much money they make? Okay, yeah, I can. And I, I got a friend who actually can talk a lot about that stuff as well. So I'll look out for that, Samuel. Hugo, thank you so much again. Thank you guys for joining. I'll see you next week.
See ya. All right. Cheers. Next. Tired of overpaying for App Store optimization? Get unlimited ASO and app marketing support to increase your keyword rankings, downloads, and more importantly, your revenue. Learn more at asomasters.com. Thanks for listening to the App Masters podcast. For show notes and amazing app marketing content, check out appmasters.co.